New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's good to be with you all today. My name is Andrew Cloud, and I do sermon research at New Vision for Pastor Brady. I love reading scripture, teaching, podcasting, that whole thing. And so thankful that I get to be here today. And I hope that wherever you are, whether you're you're on your way to work podcasting, you're working out, or this is just part of your daily routine, or even your quiet time, I hope that this is a blessing to you and that it's, you're encouraged to, to dig into to scripture for yourself. We have a measure called, When Am I Turning the Pages? And so I hope this helps you turn the pages today. I'm going to be uh, in the second half of Genesis 45. So Genesis 45, verses 16 through 28. And Nick did a great job yesterday talking about the first part of that, Genesis 45. And we see this awesome picture of God's forgiveness. But I think I'm actually going to read the whole chunk, chapters 45, not only because we, we have some time, but I think the review is good. And I think it's going to be good to see a little little extra review and context for the second half, which is what I'll be commenting on today. So we're in Genesis chapter 45, and I'm reading in the ESV. Uh, really quickly before we do that, this is to recap uh, Genesis chapter 42 through 45, kind of that section. You know, Joseph, obviously he was sold into slavery. He was in prison. He has finally risen to the top at this point in time. And so he's come into contact with his brothers because there's this famine in the land. And so through a series of, of tests and speeches, and they're traveling back and forth from Egypt to Canaan, Joseph finds ways to get all his brothers to con- confront their past sins. And I think at first reading, we've kind of talked about some of that already, but at first reading, we're like, man, is he, is he just like messing with them? Well, he's not messing with them. He's more being, he's acting like an agent of restoration and correction because they need to be confronted with their sin before they have that forgiveness and reconciliation. And keep in mind, Joseph has been privy to the dreams and and his act of God's greater redemptive purposes. And so we're at that point in Genesis 45 that Joseph is, he's talking to his brothers and he's about to reveal himself. And so here's Genesis 45 verse 1 in, in the ESV Bible. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out for me, so that no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, so that the Egyptians heard him, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, But God, he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. 
You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me and your children and your children's children and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you, and there are yet five years of famine yet to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. Verse 12, And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. And now we pick up today in verse 16. Verse 16, this is, this is an amazing picture right here. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your beasts and go back to the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say this, Do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt, from your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, ten donkeys loaded with good things from Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. Verse 25. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is still alive and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when thus he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of the father Jacob revived, and Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is alive. I will go and see him before I die. I think this is a powerful story in Genesis 45, and for multiple reasons, but I wrote one big point and then a practical takeaway that we can kind of see from this second half. Uh, yesterday, like we said, Nick did it again. He did a great job talking about this is a picture of God's for, or forgiveness. And, and Joseph, of all people, had the power to make his brothers pay for all that they had put him through. But he doesn't do that. And we see this it's amazing picture of forgiveness. But I, I see something even deeper in this text. Because forgiveness, not only does it, it, it show God's glory and God's will to the people who have wronged us, so our people and, and Joseph's brothers, but forgiveness shows God's glory to the culture around us. Forgiveness shows God's glory to the culture around us. And so Joseph just said he'd model forgiveness to his brothers. He's therefore modeling God's glory and forgiveness to the culture around him because verse 16, you know, he he was weeping and, and even Pharaoh's household heard it and like, what is going on in there? Then verse 16, you know, Joseph, uh, Pharaoh gets wind of what's happened when report was heard in Pharaoh's house. Joseph's brothers had come, verse 16, it pleased Pharaoh 
it pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And I think that's that's amazing. We see this in our culture today because we can all agree that the culture is a mess. I mean, we can all, I mean, that's something we can all concede to even people who aren't believers that, man, what's going on in the world today? It's a mess. But deep down, if you study people, you know, whether they're believers or not, I think deep down, even unbelievers, they want the gospel because that's our biggest need as humans is we need to be reconciled to the God who created us. And deep down, we know that whether we admit to it or not, you look at movies, you Marvel movies or whatever it is, we we want the underdog to win. We want good to triumph over evil, and we want a, a beautiful story of reconciliation and forgiveness. That's what our hearts want, and I think that's so cool that in verse sixteen, Pharaoh sees Joseph have this moment with his brothers, and it says it pleased him. I think that is that's massive, that that we have that opportunity now in twenty twenty. To, to model this to the culture. So forgiveness shows God's glory to the culture around us. And Joseph's doing this. He's not only forgiving his brothers, but he's also blessing them. In uh, verse 11, it says, he, he says, Joseph says, there I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that your household and all you have will not come to poverty. So he he's blessing his brothers. Then Pharaoh gets wind of that, and he's like, wow, okay, that big deal. And then he says, so he's pleased. And then Pharaoh comes in in verse 18 and he says, actually, I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you shall eat the fat of the land. And so God and God's glory and God's forgiveness, it really, the culture's watching and they want to be impressed by God. And so Joseph provides that opportunity and then Pharaoh goes above and beyond. And I think that's really cool that uh, Israel will then even be blessed by, by Israel or by Pharaoh in Egypt. And so there's more to that story, but I think that's the first one is forgiveness shows God's glory to the culture around us and people are watching. So what's the takeaway? I mean, we kind of know that, right? People are watching. What's something super practical that we can take home, myself included, and that probably not very popular, but what's the one area where people are watching us? I think it's social media. And Joseph reiterates this point, guys. Verse 24, he, he's blessed them, and, and they're going back to, to Canaan. He says, verse 24, uh, by the way, guys, don't quarrel on the way. And I think that's appropriate because despite the forgiveness and the goodwill and, and the gift giving and all that, it would be so easy for squabbling and infighting to kind of filter back in to the brothers on that journey. I mean, I mean, I just think about them kind of on the way back. They're like, Hey, you were the one that threw him in the pit. Well, you were the one that thought it would be a good idea to sell him into slavery. And well, you never liked him anyway. Like I can just picture them arguing like that. And so they, and Joseph's like, guys, cool it. And I think that's huge in the church because yes, on social media, but you know, in our, all our relationships, even those in Christ who have experienced that amazing grace, that awesome forgiveness that we received on the cross because of Christ, that beautiful picture, we still we still result in infighting and quarreling. Do not quarrel on the way. I think that's super practical. Uh, a big question to ask is uh, social media. I mean, it's not popular, and there's nothing wrong with social media, but a good question to ask yourself is, does this post, does this like, does this thumbs up, whatever it is, does this model God's glory to the culture around me? Does this model God's glory to the culture around me? That question, I think, is super practical. And so 
I hope that helps you and that you're energized by Genesis 45. And as we continue this story, that your, your reading is revitalized by that and that you have spent time with God. And we hope this podcast helps you do that. Stay tuned tomorrow for Pastor Brady. I think he's going to be teaching the next one. And uh, thank you for allowing me to speak to you today. And y'all have a good week. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.